This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into a, well, I guess a miserable Dejected, rejected, all the dirty negative adjectives that you can come up with for what happened on Saturday. And make no mistake, what happened on Saturday was a good old ass whooping handed to the Texas A&M Aggies by the Arkansas Razorbacks at AT AT&T Stadium. Welcome into today's Aggies Daily Blitz. I, of course, am your illustrious and handsome host, IndyCar Tim. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the downloaded podcast. If that's where you choose to listen, please subscribe, like, uh, share it, leave us a great review so others can help find the uh, helps others find the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we appreciate you there as well. Please subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the game Saturday. You're welcome to do that in the comments section. If you haven't already, because most of you, if you follow the show, are aware, I did post an immediate reaction Saturday night. I may have had a couple of cocktails before I did that. And I may even have gotten the score wrong in my video. I think I said 20 to 17. But, uh, yeah, if you saw that video, if you didn't, I urge you to go look for that. That is only on YouTube, by the way. Go look that up on the Aggies Daily Blitz YouTube channel. Um, it's kind of going viral right now, but, uh, anyway, we're going to continue a little bit off of that today. We've had some cool down period. We've had some time to think and reflect, collect our thoughts. You know, I didn't jump off of that bridge last night. Um, I didn't step in front of that bus Saturday night because life goes on. Aggies fans, all is not lost. It might be. But as of right now, there is still something to be excited about because it's still early in the season. Um, There's plenty of time for the Aggies to collect themselves and improve on what happened Saturday in the 78th Southwest Classic. But while I can be as optimistic as possible, I'm not real sure I should be. Not real sure you should be. I'm starting to think, maybe confirm some thoughts I had in the back of my mind going into the season, even as the season started, uh, after the Kent State game, after uh, Haynes King went down against Colorado, and we saw Zach Calzada, we saw what he had to offer. It wasn't good. Then we saw him against New Mexico, and he certainly looked like he maybe had his feet under him and looked like he may have worked some things out. But then here we go again. When he's actually facing a real defense, a real Southeast Conference team, 
we saw what the Aggies offense had to offer, and it was not much. Wrote an article for uh, allaggies.com over there. Make sure you're checking out allaggies.com for all the up-to-date news and information on the Aggies football team and all of Aggies athletics. But uh, I kind of blamed the defense. The article's something about the defense bent too much to allow the offense to catch up. And really, that's what's been happening all season, isn't it? The defense would bend. uh, Not against, of course, New Mexico, but... uh, you know, the defense was always kind of being the side of the ball that kept this team in things, and the offense would eventually catch up. Could not happen against <clears throat> against Arkansas. And the, not to say the defense played horribly. They did not play horribly. If you look at the stat sheet, I mean, they allowed a ton of yards. I'm not going to get into numbers here. I don't have the stomach for that today. <clears throat> I had somebody tell me on the YouTube comments on my other video that I posted Saturday night that uh, how can I blame the defense that, Man, they only allowed 20 points. You should be able to win a game when your defense allows 20 points. Well, that is somewhat true, but that doesn't tell the whole story, boys and girls, because the bend-don't-break feature that this Aggies defense is going to have against these really good teams, you need to take into account time of possession and timely drives. If you saw Jimbo Fisher's post-game press conference and if you haven't and you'd like to that is also posted on the youtube page the aggies daily blitz youtube channel um go check that out but he he commented is very interesting he made the point that there were some opportunities maybe that the offense could have been given that the defense did not provide uh for instance stopping uh the arkansas offense from extended drives um you know, it's possible to not allow points but still lose momentum in a game. Uh, you know, if Arkansas drives the, the field, you know, 60, 70 yards and eats up eight minutes of the clock, that's going to wear your defense down. You might not have allowed points, but you're wearing the defense down and you're that's just eight minutes that your offense doesn't have the ball. So there are other aspects other than just the score, the points allowed by your defense. Yards allowed was a lot... Um, they allowed a passing touchdown for the first time against them this season. And, of course, it was the 82-yard variety. It was just a bomb. Um, the entire defense misplayed that entire play, if you go back and look at the film. But I don't want to harp too much on the defense because they've been carrying this team the entire season. But, I mean, Texas A&M just outright got bullied. I don't know how any uh, any other way to put it. They got bullied in this game. And, man, it makes the Razorbacks look really, really good. And maybe they are really, really good. The Aggies have dropped to number 15. I believe the Razorbacks are at number 7 or 8. can't remember where they're at. They're in the top 10 now. After not being rated, not being ranked to start the season in the top 25 now, four games in and they are now in the top 10. You saw what they did against Texas. Now we've seen what they did against the Aggies. And boys and girls, I'm interested in this Arkansas Razorbacks team the rest of the way. I would certainly like to see. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I would love to see what they've got in store for them. KJ Jefferson's the real deal. Okay, if you haven't figured that out, he got a little banged up against the Aggies. Um, We got to see a little bit of uh, Malik Hornsby coming in to relieve him at quarterback. Didn't throw the ball a whole lot, but he he was running. But K.J. Jefferson is the real dude. 
Um, I went into this game saying that you're going to have to make K.J. Jefferson win the game with his arm and not let him run the ball a whole lot. And he did. The defense, Aggies defense did that. He just decided he'd throw the ball maybe the most accurately he's ever done in his life. He didn't throw a lot of passes. He didn't have a ton of completions. But, man, he did thread the needle on some of those throws there at AT&T Stadium on Saturday. And I'd never really seen him throw the ball like that before, so I was highly impressed. He did throw for 212 yards and two touchdowns before he got knocked out of the game, as I mentioned. Um, but, man, he dropped some dimes in there. Uh, the offense, of course, is your huge question mark. Zach Calzada, it's easy for me to say, may not be the answer here. I don't know how much coaching Daryl Dickey and Jimbo Fisher can do for him. He just he appeared overmatched. He appeared lost. He appeared un- unsure. Had zero confidence on any of his throws. He couldn't move around the pocket. He had zero pocket presence. Zero pocket awareness. He was locked on to his receivers almost every time he dropped back to throw the ball. And uh, I just, I I have zero confidence moving forward in this offense. The offensive line, we knew they were going to be a question mark. Knew that they're, they're inexperienced, that they're new. Uh... You know, Green didn't even have the best game of his life, I don't I don't think, against Arkansas. He was getting pushed around a little bit as well. So, not a lot of holes for poor Isaiah Spiller, although he did have a great game. Uh, if you just look at the stats, 95 yards on the ground. Most of those didn't come till the second half, and I think he had 26, 27 yards receiving. So, you know, kudos to Spiller. But uh, this was not a repeat of um, the previous game where a finally found their legs in the second half. It just it didn't happen like it did against New Mexico. But uh, I think the Aggies are figuring out the SEC's hard. And repeating a good season like you had last season is hard. And they're going to have to work their tails off to get back into the top ten, I think. Um, looking at the calendar, of course, Mississippi State on the second. And then the game we were all looking forward to, now that may not even matter, the Alabama game at Kyle Field on October 9th. Then Missouri, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, Prairie View, and LSU. And, you know, by the time you get to the, oh, the last third of the season there in November, I don't even know if any of those games are going to matter, to be quite honest with you. You're going to take a loss to Alabama. I'm not even sure you can beat South Carolina right now, to be honest with you. The only saving grace for those two games is they're at home. They're at Kyle Field. Uh, Ole Miss on November 13th. That's on the road. LSU's on the road. Man, I don't know. I just have zero confidence in this team right now, and I don't know what to tell you guys. But uh, I would certainly love to hear what you think. Um, and, 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 again, not to take any credit away from the Razorbacks. They played a tremendous game. K.J. Jefferson played a tremendous game. The Arkansas defense, and I said early on this would be a battle of defenses. Clearly, the Arkansas defense solved the A&M offense more than the A&M defense solved the Arkansas offense. So, And Arkansas really needed this as a statement game, and they got it. So congratulations to Razorbacks fans everywhere. And Aggies fans, all I can tell you is that uh, let's just keep moving forward. But I don't know that the team recovers from this, to be quite honest with you. I think this is a setback mentally for this team. Uh, they got a little banged up, too, physically. Um, God, how many freshmen are we starting on the offensive line now due to injury? What, three? Three freshmen, I think, on the offensive line are going to start against uh, Mississippi State. Uh, 
due to injuries. So things not looking up right now, Aggies fans. But let's keep our chins up. Let's keep things going here. And let's do it all again for Mississippi State um, and see how this coaching staff and see how these players, see how Zach Calzada reacts to all of this. And I think at this point, we can just pray for a not blowout <laughs> to Mississippi State. Um, a team that they should should beat, but that's what I thought against Arkansas too. So again, zero confidence going into this rest of the season for the Aggies. But uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate you being part of the show. Uh, it was a fun time out at AT&T Stadium on Saturday. Had a good time out there. Some of the boys from the uh, Arkansas and A&M media. <clears throat> but uh, that's going to do the show for today. Before I start crying again, I don't want to cry on camera. It's really ugly. I ugly cry. You don't ever want to see that. But we'll do it again tomorrow, Aggies fans. That's our daily blitz for today. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Be good to each other. Giga Maggies. And until tomorrow, we'll see you.